Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about sex, sex, sex. Why am I talking about sex, ladies and gentlemen? That's because our guest today, Emma Markazik, is a sex... Well, I called her a commentator, but she's a... I don't know what. She just talks about sex. She gets paid to write about sex, ladies and gentlemen. Want to hear more? Listen to the show. Ryan, hit the music. Welcome, everybody, to Comedy on the Edge presents a chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. We're live in Edge HQ on the dials. Is our oh, he's our tech tech guy extraordinaire, Ryan Special Comments Crawford. How you doing, buddy? I'm really well, thanks, Mike. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. It's Saturday. It's warm. It it's is. Good. It's nice and warm, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Anything happening? Tech, tech extraordinaire. I like the sound of that. That's, yeah, that's you like that one? Yeah, I do. I do. But I'm not giving up on the special comments just yet. Special, I, I still well, like I that. I still introduced you as Ryan's special comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. don't don't think of it as an amazing compliment because when I compare you to Soundguys, I'm comparing you to Lester Diamond. So it's kind of like... Well, in, in that in that company, it's quite easy to be extraordinary. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's like the fact that we actually it, get a podcast. Is, is it on? Yeah, 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 that sort of thing. It's like yeah. the fact you haven't spilt anything on the sound equipment so far. It's yeah, a good yeah. start. Yeah, I like, I like how the last few shows I've done, Lester haven't been here and I've just been like all too eager to stick the knife in there you know, with his back turned. You have. like We've yeah. cut out a lot of stuff. Like yeah, the last show yeah. actually, Ran for an hour and a half. And yeah, it was just yeah. you trashing Lester, just constantly trashing Lester. You do know he is a lawyer. I'm, I'm, so I'm, a, I'm a competitive guy. I, I've realised, like passive aggressively competitive, and, and also sometimes aggressively. Well, hopefully not aggressively. Like, look, look I, I'm all for fostering a rivalry in the podcast because I want the best. But I don't yep. want violent. Like I don't want this to settle in court. Or yeah, actually, no. Lester's got some contacts, dude. I don't want to have to be identifying you at the morgue when they find you yeah, in a shallow no, grave. I, I can't afford that. No. Well, no. Well, you, you, well, you can. You'd be dead. <laughs> Imagine the trauma on me having to go to the coroner's office. Is yeah, that no, right? I go, right? No, that beard's not long enough. That's right. We've really yeah. got on a dark night at the start. Yeah, we have. We have. We've really gone down that rabbit hole. It's I, was, I was saving the shallow grave gear for, for, for a bit later <laughs> on. So, so I'll let you mull on that. Also okay. in the room, Jasmine the intern. How are you, Jasmine? I'm not too bad and always happy that Lister's not here. A lot of people are. I mean, I'm yeah. sure we get more listeners when he's not here. <laughs> I, I, I would say so, yeah. Although the dead collectors don't listen in as much. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, they're true. always the good demographic. They're searching for clues. I think yeah. we talk about more about Lester when he's not here than when he's actually I think, here. I think we that, do. That is yeah. true. It's sort of an avoidance strategy. Well, enough about us and enough about that. We've got a special guest. She's a Chippendale native. Represent. Absolutely. Emma Markazik. How are you? I'm very well, Mark. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. It's, it's a great day in Chippendale, as always. It's the sun is shining. The birds are literally chirping outside the window. It is lovely. Do you get the birds down where you live? They're waking Absolutely. me up at the morning at six. The rosella's just destroying the trees. Well, it's either that or the drunk people coming out of the pub on the corner. So, you know, I don't mind the birds, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. not too bad. It is, it's, just, it's an interesting area, Chippendale. Like, for those who don't, for our interstate listeners, Chippendale is an inner city. It? it is inner city, it's isn't inner, it? It's inner city, It's basically. inner city. It's basically Or inner, inner west, maybe we'd call it. Inner, inner west. That's... <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's what I often call it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a west. I, I think tech, if you look at it, is it west? Is it east? I don't know. I'm just no good at geography. Strictly speaking, I think it's in a west. It's close enough to Redfern, so that's in a west, you've got isn't rest, it? Yeah. Redfern's technically east of Sydney. 
I thought um, it was in a west. I thought I thought it was Google in the city. Google that. I thought, it was, I thought Redfin was well, in the city, and I would have thought Chimindale was as well. But this is a fantastic geography conversation. I'll say. be honest. Yeah. I moved here because I assumed it was named after the male review of the same name, and I was maybe going to get some hot <laughs> men walking down the street, but no, sadly. No, instead, Rosellas and Drunk Bogans. Just, just, yeah. just Mark is pretty much the only guy I, I see walking down the, the street. Hip, don't forget the hipsters. <laughs> it is, there's a high concentration of hipsters in this summer. There is, yes. See, I thought it was named after Chippendale, the squirrels from the Disney. Right, right. Also good. I wouldn't mind some squirrels. Squirrels, they're awesome. Squirrels and hot man. That's kind of like a dream I had the other day, actually. Well, it's it's funny you should talk about that. One of you, you're a very both have have nuts. (laughs) (laughs) He's on fire, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we pay him the. I'd say big bucks, but you don't get. I don't get anything. We pay him the big. Well, one of you, you're a multi-talented person. You're a comedian, Mm -hmm. MC, and you're a writer. And one of your many colleagues, because you write a lot. You're a freelance. Yeah, freelance all across all of these multi of topics, yes. But one thing, and I'm going to try and say this without giggling. You're a sex columnist. <laughs> Indeed, I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you re- like? I remember in year, year ten, we had um, sex ed, and I think I was being set up for this because I went to a, an Anglican school, and we had our minister, Father Bruce, who was sixty. His wife <laughs> gave the sex ed. Come on. Oh, yeah, that's, that's and, and hence why people like me need to exist, let's yeah, be yeah. honest. Well, I had lots of questions. Me and my mate Rob, we got kicked out. Within 10 minutes, like, you guys can't st- – we couldn't stop laughing. We were just- that's, Monty Python, yeah. that's Monty Python-esque, isn't it? Did they, oh, yeah, they, didn't, they didn't get up and demonstrate or anything. You've got they? a 60-year-old minister's wife. She's holding a cucumber and putting on a condom. Come <laughs> on. I define anyone not to laugh. Yeah, that's that's a sort of a American Pie type movie wedding to happen for yeah, sure. Absolutely. But, I mean, a lot of people – uh, still, I mean, it's still, you would sort of think that these days with the internet, a lot of this is really easy to come by, a lot of this information, but um, a lot of, it's still really widely read um, because people sort of want it delivered with. And the reason I got this gig in the first place was essentially because I was a comedian because I wanted someone to do it with a bit of humour and uh, have a bit of a laugh because, I mean, sex is, is messy and funny and as, as it should be. So I really enjoy doing it. I've been doing it for about four years now and there's amazingly still plenty of uh, material to go through. What's the most common question you get? Oh, um, to be honest, uh, most of the women and the men actually – uh, tend to ask about uh, how long a man should last for is the most common question. So I think there's perhaps a bit of a, and I've just written a comment about this. It will be out in uh, oh, June, I believe. And Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I know Lester collects Cosmos <laughs> sex column. <laughs> um, so I've sort of talked about um, um, guys who, who perhaps are a little more premature than others. Seems to be a very common thing and a very common question. So a lot of people are worried about how long is long enough. There's a performance anxiety epidemic. <laughs> Absolutely, in this there is. Yeah. Well, it's hard to compare yourself to others when you know you don't see anyone else, or you don't talk to anyone about it. it, or you don't. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm in a bubble here, and I think it's not long <laughs> I enough. I, ever, know. I think if it ever got to the stage of like where you were doing it in the same, if it was this Aussie guys like you next to your mate, do it. It'd end up in a race. It, yeah, it <laughs> would. It's, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting version of a pissing competition. Absolutely. Do you ever get questions that are just like you want to refer people to the police about, or? Do you know what you do? <laughs> you do get some interesting, uh, interesting ones because I often will get um, the the Cosmo is obviously uh, predominantly read by young women, and their questions are often uh, are quite normal questions, quite easy to answer. But every now and again, I certainly get some some male questions. They're usually from a lot older men, which wow. I find quite interesting. So. Uh, 
men who are in their 50s or so will, will often write in and ask them very inappropriate things, which certainly would never get published. Uh, but I do try to write back to everyone that writes in uh, at some point or another. So um, sometimes I'm a bit shorter than others. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I try to write back to everyone because I, I would like to assume that everyone is being genuine, hopefully. Um, perhaps they're taking the piss sometimes and that's fine. I can handle that. Uh, but... Yeah, you do get some interesting ones. But you know what? That's that's what's great about the internet these days. You can always find someone who's into the same thing as you are. Yeah. <laughs> what's the weirdest question you've ever been asked? Mm, I guess the weirdest question I've ever been asked is if I would send someone a pair of my underwear. <laughs> oh, wow. And I, I had to decline. Yes. Did they give you like a self-addressed envelope? I did actually that- first write back and say, clean or dirty, question mark. <laughs> And it kind of went, I probably shouldn't have. You but gave no. that person hope. That was their greatest, that was the highlight of their horrible, horrible life. She did it. She thought about it. But no, I did. I did decline on that one. Yes. Did they offer you money for that or was it just, oh. Nope. Nope. Just thought I might be um, I flattered, I suppose. Oh, wow. That, yeah. that's, that's a bit sick. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a collector, I think. <laughs> a collector. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's quite possible. I hear he wrote to... Um, Peter Fitzsimons, the same question. Yeah. He just goes through his favourite columnists. Right. Now, there's a wall of fame, a wall Isn't of shame. So, 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 first question was, can you send me your underwear? Follow-up question, if the answer is no, how should I rephrase that question when I'm, <laughs> when I'm asking other people? You know, What's your advice on that? After that question, did you ever sort of get think, I really hope he doesn't know where I live? Like, yes, Actually, yeah. and now that we've just said that I live in Chippendale, it's a very small suburb and you may be able to figure it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dense, yeah. Densely populated, though. I should mention Chippendale. Sometimes Ch- Chippendale has the same postcode as Redfern mm. and Darlington. So take that in mind. I should mention Edge HQ isn't in Chippendale it's and Emma doesn't live in Chippendale, but Chippendale, faced with Chippendale those options. South Australia. Yeah, Chippendale. Chippendale. South, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you really don't want people in South Australia thinking <laughs> that... They put people in bodies down, in barrels down there. Yeah, but we're, we're not... Okay. Follow my, follow my lead um, Misdirection. Oh, is yeah, what misdirection. I, yeah, right. Yeah. I was just saying, yes. yes. For those... For the guy who wants um, Emma's panties, um, for, a, for a fee, we'll give... No, we won't give out the address. Could be a good fundraiser. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter competition. Twitter. We're on the edge. Well, I remember when I met you, and I won't name the name, but wasn't... At one stage, your phone number on the internet? It, it wasn't. How do you know that? It was indeed. I remember we had a conversation. I think we I know who the panty guy is. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did we have a. Okay, we had yeah, a conversation. No, no, we, yeah, no, yeah, yes. we had a conversation, and because a, a mutual friend had found had given you a call, and you're like, how That's do you get my right. I you, recall that now. Yes, yes, it, it was indeed on the internet, and it's very hard to get anything off the internet, as I'm sure everyone knows. Once it's out there, it's out there. Um, and I'm usually fine with that stuff. All, all my other sort of email address and, and contact details are up there. But um, something quite personal about having someone call you and leave you several messages yeah, unsolicited. That's a bit, yeah, that's <laughs> a bit weird because, I mean, like to me, like I, I recently cha- – and as we learned earlier, I've recently changed my phone number just because it got to the state – I went with a cheaper plan and I just – I thought, it's time for a change. I've had that number for 10 years. A lot of people have mm. that number. And I thought, let's go for a change. But And what's your new number, Mark? <laughs> 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 I'll just read your number out of there. <laughs> right. Yes, I'll tweet, tweet at Comedy on Edge for Ryan's yeah, phone yeah, number. Right. I'll, I'll just give that one away for free. Awesome. No, but yeah, so you didn't think of changing them. You thought it's easier to get it off the net well, than changing them. Yeah. Actually, do you know what I did in the end was um, give that phone to my I probably shouldn't. Even say it. <laughs> I gave that phone to my younger sister, so now she has that 
phone number. So she does sometimes field calls for me, but that's all right. She's like having a secretary that's unpaid. It's quite nice. Cool. And I hear she does a great business selling her used underwear. <laughs> it's, it's a win-win for that everyone. That would explain a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. damn it. You can just have to big W. Buying your bulk. Got to got another order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is, like, you didn't think with that guy. I was like, I could just buy, like, yeah, cheap, send him out. I was like, oh, yeah, for 50 bucks. And I was like, well, if I could start making money, if I could monetize the thing, then I wouldn't be completely opposed to it. Well, you, yeah. t- you totally can monetize it. I've heard, I've heard that there's, uh, like, vending machines. In, Japan, in Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are indeed. Yeah. There you go. That, that could be, like, I'm sure down the track you've got a festival show coming at some stage. Indeed. That could be the, um, <laughs> the little side. Everyone gets a free pair of underwear on well, the Well, Ronnie Chang, friend of the show, he sold the dick towel as merchandise. Did he really? And yeah, he, that Good work, Ronnie. Popular, I bet. Yeah, yeah right. so <laughs> he's a thinker. He's a thinker. Up there for thinking. Down there, there you go. The well, there you go. We've got yours. We've got your merch. <laughs> so look out for MS panties <laughs> being sold at the at the coming soon fashion. And now the other alter besides being a sex commentator, you're a fashion. You're into fashion, fashion. journalist. <laughs> yes, a sex correct. columnist, not a sex commentator. She's not, she's not there in the bedroom going, yes, yes. He's getting he's building up <laughs> now. He's that, building up like to a head of steam. It would be. Well. They've got they're, they're adult SBS runs adult movies. Maybe they yeah, that's get, right. You can have that the director's could, yeah, cut. Yeah, I could. I'd be happy to do that. Well, why aren't there instructional videos like that? Like you know, <laughs> mm, indeed, there probably are. They're just the sort of thing you can only get through uh, sex surrogates and the like. So they're they're sort oh, of a bit of an sex underground. Surrogates in Australia, we have a few. Yeah, we have a couple. Oh wow! Because my knowledge of sex surrogates comes from Boston Legal, the right. TV shows. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. 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 We definitely. We definitely do have them, and they do very. They do very good work. Actually, they often work with um, the disabled. Actually, quite a lot in Australia, and I think they do a really amazing work. Mm. Hmm. Absolutely. Excellent. Shout I, out I've, to any I've, sex surrogates listening. Any yeah. sex surrogates in there? <laughs> Just, just for those who, who don't know, I know, definitely, but just for those who don't know, sex surrogacy, definition? Right. So a sex surrogate is someone who will literally go into someone's house and instruct them through skin-on-skin contact uh, how to perform sexual acts. So this is often used in people uh, who have disabilities and in wheelchairs because they haven't had any sexual experience in their life and they want to. And so they don't really know how to do it because they've never sort of gone through the same, I guess, process of, of growing up and doing this that a lot of us have. So they have a sex surrogate come in and just sort of and sometimes it's not even necessarily sex sometimes it's just touching they just they just crave human contact the same as everyone else does yeah yeah no that's cool yeah awesome well now, you now learned, I feel you've learned something new haven't you <laughs> yeah, I do. yeah 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 okay so we <laughs> made the boys speechless yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> inside we're just like don't say anything stupid don't say anything <laughs> stupid oh, but also well, we've covered sex i think or not have we, Ryan? I don't think we can cover it enough. But, uh, <laughs> That's true. But, but the show only but goes moving for an on hour. to fashion. Yeah. Yes, now, fashion. Well, fashion week's pretty big in Sydney. And it is. Or, does every city have a fashion week? Every uh, big city has a fashion week. Are there a few in? There are a few in Australia. So Melbourne and Brisbane also have fashion festivals, which are slightly different than fashion weeks. Uh, and other cities have them as well, to to a smaller degree. But Sydney is the big one. Sydney's the big international one up there with Milan and Paris and oh, New wow. York. Yeah. That's, now, what, what what makes the whole fashion thing like? You see that, like we, my knowledge of fashion, as you can see, I'm very fashionable. <laughs> For those listeners, I'm wearing my fashionable jean shorts mm-hmm. and my Vans t-shirt. Indeed, I haven't got shoes on yet because you know it's it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think like what with the whole like when you see on the you know when you see on the news and you see like the runway models and mm-hmm. some of them are wearing really really stupid clothes that yep. aren't practical. Mm-hmm. What's the point of that? Like, why do they do that? Like, obviously, they wear stuff you're like, you couldn't sit down in that. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of people who are in fashion, especially in high fashion and couture, uh, think of fashion as being very similar to something like 
uh, art or classical music or or something that something that's a really high form of self expression. Like so, comedy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I so think. they they sort of think of it as being. Um, an extension of their creativity and their imagination. So not everything that goes down the runway is meant to be worn on the street. So there are different collections. There's couture, there's ready-to-wear. So ready to anything that's RTW, ready-to-wear, that is the, the sort of thing that we're going to be wearing on the street in six months' time. Um, so a lot of people do think of it as this is very hoity-toity. Uh, it is big business. I mean, I tend to think of it a little bit more like a circus freak show, to be honest, which <laughs> is what I love about it. I love that it's it's just crazy and ridiculous. And, and the thing about fashion, I think, is opposed to other art forms like, say, poetry, uh, we all have to get dressed every day, but we don't all read poetry every day. So I quite like that everyone, whether they're into fashion or not, is kind of in the industry because we all have to buy clothes and we all have to wear them. And it's kind of it's, – it's a really big business, a billion-dollar industry in this country. Yeah, it, it's massive. The thing I was amazed, like, in this country, I recently went to America and – Kmart over there has a lot of celebrity fashion yeah. lines mm-hmm. that like Sofia Vergara from Modern Family has her own fashion line. Yep. Adam Levine from You're pretty much Five. no one until you've either got a perfume or a fashion line, basically. But the one that got me was John Cena, the wrestler. <laughs> and, and as you can see, I'm dressed in the John Cena line of clothing. <laughs> it's pretty, like Sofia Vergara is someone I would assume is pretty fashionable. Right. Do we sold a Kmart? Is it? Is it yeah, just well, I mean, collaborations are a big thing and they have been for about the last uh, three, four years or so. So these people, basically, they don't have to do a lot. So Fia Vergara has had someone from Kmart call her up and said, we'd like to put your name on some clothes. We'll pay you, I don't know, $50 yeah. million. Dollars. What do you think? She goes, sure, let me sign it. She's not probably doing a lot. I don't know specifically if she has done – some of them say they've designed their lines or been involved in them, but a lot of the time they kind of just have to sign off on it. So for them it's pretty easy money. Well, looking say. at John Cena, I think he got his big box of colouring um, crayons <laughs> and he designed he designed a good line of clothes. Yeah, but that's the thing these days. I mean, the celebrity sort of endorsement, it's not just in fashion. They're doing it with everything. I mean, you've you, you got Tim Tams now that, like, you know, you've got some celebrity that's chef true, contributing yeah. to. So, you know, it's it's just – part of the market. Not just the chef, that's Adriano Zumba. <laughs> and they are quite delicious. They are, they are really good, the white chocolate and raspberry <laughs> white pocket. I just, I just don't think he's pulling the lever on the big Bicky big, machine. No, no. perhaps not. No, yeah. I think he would have designed, like he would have said, that was said, what do you want to do? And he's given them some flavours. I reckon he probably contributed a little bit more than say John Cena did to his fashion line. Absolutely. Yeah, no, right. that's probably it is, fair. Yeah, it is, it's a big, it's a really interesting time in celebrity culture because that is is a huge part of being a celebrity now is, is signing yourself off or whether it's to, it used to be endorsements sort of back in yeah, the day yeah. whereas now it's become a lot more integral to the I mean everyone's a, every celebrity is a brand now so you've got to align yourself with the products that, that you see your brand aligning with it's it's insane to some extent and I'm not sure how much further we can go with it yeah. I'm not sure if I want to be using you know Lady Gaga toilet paper I don't know yeah. but it's I feel like it's got to have a shelf life. I mean, we're, you, can, we're, you can get Lady Gaga toilet paper. Well, you can't. Is, yeah, is, is, is it made of meat or something? Yet. Trademarks, <laughs> trademarks. Oh. I'm going to the pitch that one. Yeah, There's yeah. my retirement fund. But we were like, we, if you're like, we're obviously we're in the game. We're comedians. We're, we were at a le- we're probably not at endorsement level yet. Mm-hmm. Although I'm happy to sell out. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. What would you? What would your choice be? Like, if a company came to you to sell, right. What would you like? Or oh, Ryan, you too, and Jasmine. To be honest, I would personally like some sort of alcohol brand wine preferably would be great because i would really just like a lifetime supply of red wine at the ready that would really sort of make my make my life actually i'd be pretty happy with that or underwear i could do underwear as well that way i could sell it and make double the money so yeah one of those or both 
both. Underwear and red wine. Yep. Mm-hmm. You buy a bottle of red wine, get free. Or buy underwear, get free red <laughs> See? wine. See? Amazing. We're coming up with ideas. We're ideas, That's people. Cool. What about yeah, yeah. you, Ryan? What would you sell out for? Uh, I Definitely like like transport, I think. I'd like a plane or something. Oh, that's good. Me. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, absolutely. they have Ryanair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> done. done. There you go. If you've done it, the check must be in the mail. I got, I got the mail. screwed on that deal. I tell <laughs> you. Oh, that's cool. What about you, Jasmine? Uh, for me, it would have to be something to do with um, animal rights or vegetarian. There's or no money in that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. So probably no one. Peter doesn't have that. So maybe it could be like Stella McCartney does does vegan accessories. Or so maybe, maybe it could Peter. be the shit. Yes, yeah, she does. I have to, if, if I was a celebrity. Uh, how much money do those celebrities get to do it? To do Pete up? Yeah. They do it for free, do it for I'm pretty free, sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. They do. I think it actually costs them know, money. It's good for their profile, yeah. What about, like, what does Stella's, what's a vegan accessory? Right, so Stella McCartney, one of the biggest fashion designers in the world, is a vegan. She and so she, she, yeah, she does work for Target. Oh, that's one of her lines. And she does uh, vegan, all vegan accessories. So all her, all her ranges are animal cruelty free so what look like leather boots are not leather boots she calls them vegan leather boots which in other words is pleather (laughs) (laughs) does that does that go for people working in sweatshops as well (laughs) yeah well (laughs) she's made she's made boots out of tofu (laughs) you can make anything out of tofu i actually was imagining you can't make it interesting (laughs) (laughs) i was imagining when you were saying vegan accessories it was like some sort of you know vegan specific utensils to eat food well you know what she's very clever with the marketing by calling it vegan leather and vegan accessories so basically it's plastic yeah really. yeah yeah so i mean it's, <laughs> yeah. it's clever it's clever yes do you think there'd be a market for like products that are made from animal cruelty like <laughs> like oh, these God. boots you know a cow was tortured to make these boots i doubt Someone it bought, you don't? i doubt it no oh, come I on duck hunters so. i've seen duck hunters i reckon those guys maybe in the deep south of america possibly yes in fact i think that Probably a bit of a sub industry is alive and well there. Crocodile boots and yeah, such, yeah, to be yeah, honest. Right. Or alligator, as Maybe as that could be my be. celebrity endorsement. Animal, <laughs> all makeup sold in this shop has been tested oh, on animals. Has been squirted <laughs> at point blank range into the eyes of little bunnies. No, but wouldn't it be amazing? Like, you know, you've got your makeup shop and in the front window, you've got a little bunny and someone's putting on lipstick and makeup <laughs> and there's a puppy getting yeah, the Yeah, I don't, I don't see this selling, Mark. You don't? I no. It's market. not your money maker. It's the anti-body shop. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take a poll. <laughs> Well, we we kind of have done one now. <laughs> with the yeah. listeners. I'm sure there's if there's anyone out there that wants to see me make my animal tested line of makeup oh, products, just Lord. tweet at Comedy on Edge. I, don't know I what have kind nothing of a following to do with this. Hey, those duck hunters—they've merchandised to the yin yang. Man, yeah, yeah, I've got to get in some of that sweet duck hunter money. <laughs> It's all about the merch, baby. It is, it is. We've got to do that. Well, actually, you were telling me this week, you had a dream, Ryan. Yeah, I did. Was it about duck hunters? No, no, no. And the dream was actually uh, around, um, well, as you know, I'm sort of doing a show off the Comedy Festival coming up soon. And I'm so kind of involved. What are the dates? So you've got to do the subtle plug. Oh, the, the subtle plug. plug. <laughs> yeah, okay, subtle. Um, 29th of April, 1st of May and 3rd of May. We'll put the late details up on the website. Yeah, it's called Team Friendship. With me and Matt Coffey, it'll be a lot of fun. But anyway, I'm, I'm really kind of, uh, you know, in, in writing mode so seriously that I actually had a dream the other night where I was coming up with material in my dream. And I, I came up with a joke. When most people wouldn't have these sort of things in dreams, they can't remember them, right? I came up with a joke and a, a friend of mine who I o- often bounce material off in real life was there. But another friend was there who was like an amalgam of all these people that we mutually know that I hate. <laughs> so, so I was sort of trying desperately to tell this joke and they kept on interrupting me and heckling me in my dream. And eventually I got the chance to tell it and it was... And I remember it. It was, uh, um, I'm, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo across my chest. It says, tattoos suck. 
not a very good joke. Wait, is this in the, that's in the dream? Oh, that's, that's the joke. The, that's the joke. Sorry. That's the joke. That's the joke. Right. That I can see why they heckled. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's the joke in the dream, right? Getting heckled I, I didn't, in I didn't, a dream I didn't, I didn't is promise, pretty intense. Yeah, really no, wouldn't open with that. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't promise it to be any good, but the thing is their reaction was clearly like, that's not funny. I was like, well, it would have been better if you stopped interrupting me and I ran off. That was the dream. Oh, wow. It was kind of like a really embarrassing, I'm glad I shared it with you all. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was thinking, because we, we, we've had that on the board, like with the podcast, we have topics and for the last three records, we've been meaning to bring that one up. Yeah, Maybe we should left it on the board buddy ah. <laughs> for your own good Gee, team friendship ladies and gentlemen that's the type of material that won't be in the show that's, so. yeah no that, that didn't make but it but do you think yeah. like I was thinking like the show you're doing is with Matt Coffey yeah. who's a vegan so he's your vegan accessory he is my Ooh, vegan accessory yeah, yeah. and he's got a beard too that's what I'm going to I'm going to start calling him now Matt, <laughs> Coffey. Matt Coffey my vegan accessory absolutely that's, that's great. great I'm sure he'll love it oh he's <laughs> absolutely flying off the well I think, yeah. I think now that you've covered the draw see what so? What did you do? You think that dream is just you're stressed over the show, show, or just constantly in that mode of thinking? So you know, like my um, um, something something would have happened in my dream, and I would have just thought of like that's material, and I would have been trying to trying it out. You know what it's like when you you're just trying to constantly test it, test stuff with people. No, as you're trying to develop stuff, you don't do that. I write it and I generally test it on open mic to an audience. I don't I don't ring up my mate and go, "Here's one you'll like." No, 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 not 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 ringing people up out of the blue or anything. But, <laughs> just, you, know. <laughs> you just see with the yeah, phone book like going. Hi, I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm thinking yeah. of getting a tattoo. Tattoo sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't call people. It's just, you know, you've got a few I often try and work things into conversation. So yeah, you're at yeah. brunch and you're ch- chatting to some friends and you Absolutely. just kind of work it in to see if it, you get a giggle yeah, so they exactly don't notice. Right. Yeah. And if you don't, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's tough because yeah. you're like, that was that was pretty funny. Can we just go back and... Yeah, because you know what happens. Did you guys hear what I said? If, did, you, if, did you hear it? If you introduce mm-hmm. it as like, I'm going to tell you a, a bit of material that <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah, and, and, and then they, and then they you know, they, that's just two ticket sales you're not getting in a yeah. month or so. You know, they're just like, oh, that's not funny. I thought you were supposed to be funny. I thought you were supposed to be a comedian. is that most of my friends are comedians so right it's, it's much harder yeah that, that's a huge problem yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so many reasons there's an old groucho Marx as a saying it's like the average person will laugh at an old lady in a wheelchair falling down a hill and with a comedian it depends how steep the hill is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's pretty much the statement that's pretty much it well i think it's time for our favorite segment our only segment at the moment our only segment and we still haven't got music yet no, no music. I think you're still the standing music guy for this one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it comes to Ryan's random questions. We must be going to get sued at some stage over the uh, use of this. I think we might. At least just for, for the poison so people's ears. Get some, yeah, get some music. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. Ryan's random. So this is a segment for, for new listeners, and there's been a few lately where Ryan will ask some random questions. He'll ask it to Emma, Jasmine, or myself. Very good. Question number one. The Simpsons is the longest-running animated series ever. What are some other things that are long? <laughs> I think that should go to the sex columnist. <laughs> you wrote that not knowing Emma was a sex yeah, columnist, right. did you? Yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah, what are some other things that are long? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, how long is a piece of string, Ryan? There you go. There's, there's something. <laughs> long, string. Very good. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Time. Oh. Time Ooh, can be long. Yes. Time can Don't be, especially if you go to a festival show mm. and the comic opens with Tattoo. What? I'm going to get your tattoo on my chest. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum on the beach. Google that. Jeff Goldblum on the beach. Oh yeah, I have seen that. <laughs> oh, low, the movie Low Weekend. Fuck, that was long, and it was so boring. How many stars? It's would called you give Low it? Weekend. Oh, it'd be struggling. Low Weekend. It's some sounds French and. It's that's boring. what I thought. I thought my girlfriend won tickets. She's like, "Let's go to this show the weekend." I'm like, oh yeah, set in France. It's, but it's just this British couple. Their marriage is breaking down. Jeff Goldblum plays this eccentric American guy. 
That sounds interesting. It yeah. wasn't. Oh. It really, really wasn't. Yeah, right. So that was a long time. That was a long time. That s- and the cinema had no <laughs> air conditioning. There, there, it was. There reminds, I mean, the bad, a bad movie that keeps on going and going, but you're giving it time because it's been well reviewed. I, I still, I'll never forget going to see The English Patient. Like, it that went for. Is long. It went for hours. And the effect that it had on me was that I did feel like I was in the desert. There was like nothing but sand <laughs> in front of me and like no no end in sight. I was just dying in that place. It, it, didn't that win an Oscar? It won a lot of them. It won several. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I saw it and I was so disappointed. It's the only Oscar winning movie I've seen where I was totally bored. You I mustn't have seen many Oscar-winning movies. Oh, <laughs> oh, come on. Till they recognise Transformers or any of the Police Academy uh, movies, yeah. I'm not going to the Oscars. <laughs> Here we go again. We're, we've oh, talked Academy's about this before. blind. <laughs> I know. Where's Megatron's best supporting actor? Where is it? Question number two. Printed news is not likely to survive the end of the decade. What will hoarders collect after that? <laughs> Council notices to clean up their front yards. <laughs> yeah, right. Comic a, books. Comic They'll books? always be popular, won't they? Um, I'm guessing celebrity endorsed fragrances and, and underwear. <laughs> yeah, it was underwear. But you see that case at the moment. It's before the courts, and it comes up every five years in Bondi. There's a there's a family. They've got a, a mental illness where they just keep filling their house with crap and garbage. The council comes to clean it, but the, they're actually got an injunction out, so they can't clean it up. Yeah. Could you imagine having to like we live in the inner city. It's pretty grimy at the best of stages. Mm. Could you imagine if your neighbour just started collecting utter crap, just rubbish? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's. It's, it's it's pretty it's sad. I mean, it's obviously there's a mental oh, yeah, illness yeah, going there on is, there. But, but um, I mean, what what point do we do we like? Why are the courts? Well, I don't know this? about the injunction thing. I mean, that's well, they've, yeah. they've, they've argued help, that so, yeah. yeah, they've argued that the count like they said they've got notice to clean it up, and they said they're going to do it themselves. But they're going at such a painfully slow rate. Right. The poor neighbours have just got rats coming into their oh, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not ideal. Yeah. Okay. So I th- see. So I don't think I think newspapers will stick around. I do too. I really do. Yeah. Oh, you do? I do. I saw this really interesting um, episode of Media Watch recently where they talked about the profits and how rapidly they're going down um, over the last couple of years. Yeah, but as long as Gina's there, she'll kick in a few dollars to keep <laughs> the age. She's I a philanthropist. That, I think that things like the Sunday paper will probably always exist. I think yeah. now working working in the industry. Uh, certainly, the the weekday uh, papers yeah. that the the money has switched a bit from the print to online. Yeah. But the Sunday paper is still really big, so yeah, people yeah. still like to sit yeah. at brunch and have the paper and have all the inserts. Yeah, that, that's that, and this and that show that I was talking about, Media Watch, backed that up. They yeah. said that it would turn probably industry probably turn into a weekend. Like yeah, weekend it's definitely sort of definitely headed that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there you go. So they're the hoarders. They'll just have to buy two yeah, Sunday papers. A exactly. L- little bit of media analysis for you. Well, actually, the, the Sunday paper is usually about five times as thick as the... It's big. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a big yeah. paper. Thick. Everyone reads Sunday Style. comes out in the Sunday Telegraph and the Herald Sun. Yeah. You can read my fashion column in there. Oh, wow. Sunday Style. <laughs> there you Very go. Subtle. Grab that out. comes out, funnily enough, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number three. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. What type of fruit is keeping the asylum seekers away? Ooh, good question. Well, it's just the, it's technically not, it's the government. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was to call Abbott a fruit, isn't that some sort of homophobic? And he'd really not like that. I, yeah, I suppose the fruit. Yeah, that's actually not. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's just more the. I, I, I was thinking, you know, Gumby. You know, Tony Abbott, the Gumby, is doing it. But Gumby's not a fruit. Gumby's it is, in my, it is in my world. Really? Well, <laughs> what, what, what? Do you think Gumby was a cucumber? What? No, I just thought it was nutritious. You'd eat Gumby. <laughs> The, the, the Gumby, you would eat plasticine? What? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Wow. Mm, interesting. You had a weird childhood. If, if, if there what was nothing else in the house. What fruits do we have that are, that are native to Australia? 
Do we have any Australian-only fruits? The koala of fruits? Do we have a native fruit? I don't think think we do. New Zealand has kiwi fruit. What does Australia have? Mm, We must have something. We must have something. (laughs) How long till we suddenly (laughs) rename it Australian fruit? (laughs) (laughs) What fruit should be named? Yeah, okay, pick a fruit. There there must be something native. Wow, we are obviously very healthy people. There's probably plenty of stuff that's native but not unique to Australia. There's probably stuff that was growing here. I reckon there's probably things that just aren't sold in the supermarkets. To be honest, I'm sure there's a lot of the no, indigenous population. Coles Broadway's got a lot of different varieties. They do. That's true. They sell star fruit. Which someone gave me one once. I don't know how to eat it. Like it's it's not a very <laughs> yeah yeah. Because how do you peel the bloody thing? It's like because well, it's a star. You don't really. You don't. No. You just you cut just it. Kind of cut it. Yeah. Sections. Anyway, it sounds like the sort of thing that somebody does. They give you a star fruit as a joke, and then you like, you say, did you enjoy it? And you're like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like trying to keep up appearances. <laughs> he fell for it. I'm allergic to many fruits. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Figs, kiwi fruits. Speaking of kiwi fruits <laughs> and star fruit. Oh, you're so, <laughs> oh, wow. That's why you know, but you know how to deal with stuff. Right? Well, because obviously to find out you're allergic to them, you have to eat them. And then what reaction do you get? I have anaphylactic shock. So oh, wow. my whole head swells up. My face swells up. My eyes swell shut. And the problem is when your throat starts to swell up and close, that's when you can get in some trouble. Yeah, See, right. my girlfriend's sister is anaphylactic to bananas and yep. any fruit. Bananas are the ones that will kill her, but any fruit that ripens after it's picked. Right. So, but you, yeah. You, so you they're, they're all related. Bananas? That's the thing. They're all kind of oh, related. Wow. So, so kiwi fruits and figs are somehow related. And like a banana is, a, is what's called a latex fruit. So they're related to a lot of other fruits. Anyway, this is turning into a nutrition. A latex lesson. fruit. <laughs> yeah. 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 You thought you're going to skirt on by with that. <laughs> is that because there's a? That's because there's a, a minister's wife putting a condom on it. Well, <laughs> hard to say. Yeah. yeah. Some people are allergic to latex as well, for that matter. Yeah. 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 Well, former guest friend of the show, Matt Ellsbury, is allergic to that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that'll create some problems. Or is that just what he tells the leaders? Do they make condoms without latex, though? They don't. No, no that's you've got to look at alternative yeah. Yeah. Like it's a still, life of yeah. celibacy. <laughs> <laughs> or lots and lots of children. Or, or, the, or the Catholic religion. One of the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> You've been so, with the asylum seekers, I just think it's... We've, we've lost Ryan here, ladies and gentlemen. We've lost him. We've tapped him out. I'm back. I'm back. It's You're all back. good. Yeah, I, don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's a fruit that's keeping Australia out. I think it's a, an idiotic member of parliament and the people who voted for him. Yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the softball I was throwing over the plate for you to hit, baby. That's the one. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you want to turn this to political chat? No, not necessarily. Just, just insulting Tony Abbott. That's fine. Great. Yeah, we it's, can make an hour out of that. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think it's going to get to the stage... Like hipsters, they're ruining everything. Do you think they're going to get to the stage where they're... They're going to embrace Tony Abbott. Like the everyone, hipsters. they're going to bring him back as like, like in maybe 10 years after Abbott's gone, you're going to go, you'll be in some bar and this little hipster will be talking about the great oh, Tony Abbott. No, well, I mean, I think so. You know, the way that, that Bob Hawke is quite cool right now, yeah. like it's kind of retro to, to talk about Bob Hawke. He Bob did skull a beer at the <laughs> Exactly. Cricket. People love to retell these stories, right? So he was obviously cool at the time, but it's kind of, he's come, he's had this weird sort of pop culture comeback. So it is entirely possible that in another 15 years that those Tony Abbott years will go, we'll look back and laugh kind of like we, you know, look back and laughed at well, our 80s fringes. The, the, the Labor politicians tend to have those sort of pop culture comebacks. I mean, Keating did the same thing. Keating, There's a musical yeah. written yeah, about Or golf well. too. Yeah, yeah. Golf had yeah. a band named after yeah, one yeah. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't happen on the other side of politics. You that, don't, that's you interesting. don't, don't yeah. have fond memories of any of them. Fra- no, Malcolm <laughs> Fraser, he's because he's sort of come around and realised he's a, he's very passionate asylum seat. He's against his party on that. Yeah, he is. But I, he's he's known for losing his pants in a Memphis hotel. Really? He lost his pants. And yeah, he's found pantsless in the Excellent. in the corridors. That's just one of I the funniest I find it odd words. that we never talk about now. Remember when Tony Abbott had that almost 
illegitimate son who was in the press yeah, gallery. Yeah, yeah. And it was all sort of a thing for a while. And now it's just completely disappeared. Because it was, no one it was false. About it. it wasn't, yeah, but it wasn't I know, his. I know it wasn't but his, I'm, but the fact that he was, he admitted that it could have been his. I'll, I'll give you like, therefore I'm, he did have that's sex excellent. before marriage. That's excellent. Why don't we talk about that more? I know. That's yeah, but what I'm I mean, saying. That, to his credit though, like I'm like, I'm very anti Tony Abbott, but this is one thing where I, he, that issue came up. He admitted it. He claimed it. And he said, look, the boys, it's mine. And he, like, he's, he owned it. Like, he didn't back away from it like a lot of politicians would. But, yeah. Yeah, still. I like, I like where you're going with it, though. He's, um, he's actually basically admitted to the act. Right. By, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that should be more scandalous than it actually is. Yeah, but it just kind of got swept away. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember at the time when they had that thing. Like they were sort of showing footage of the guy holding the boom mic next to him, and, yeah. and so all the analysis come out and goes, <laughs> and they look alike as well, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, and then obviously there's no relation. Yeah. And I, uh, do, I do think John Howard will have a bit of a retro comeback. I think those, those matching oh. Australia tracksuits will be back, and he'll yeah. sort of be the poster boy. Normcore is actually a big uh, fashion trend at the moment. It's called Normcore, which is um, kind of the opposite of hardcore fashion. So it's dressing as plainly as possible. So Jerry Seinfeld is actually the pinup boy. For this yeah, trend, right. wow. so I think think I think the Australian version is almost your John Howard in his tracksuit. So just as plain and normal dressing as possible. It doesn't sound like a trend, but check it hashtag normcore. Check it out. Yeah, it's right. a thing. Bushy eyebrows. Yep. Come, they're going to yep. be the next big thing. I'm sorted. Beards will be gone. Eyebrows. But <laughs> <laughs> wow, John Howard is a fashion. Oh, oh god. Now see, it's see, good. I think Nothing's Howard is impossible. someone that I don't think history is going to remember him fondly because I don't think no. I don't. Th- I, I. I. He did. A, he's uh, this whole asylum seeker debate is because of him. Yeah. Like up until Howard, asylum seekers used to be. It was a bipartisan issue. Both parties agreed with it's something we have to deal with. Let's do it compassionately, humanely. We'll do our policies. We won't argue with it. Then Howard switched it and said, "Oh no, let's start arguing about it. Yeah, that's right. we're tougher than you." You're t- and then it became an argument. So. Yep. The fruit that stops asylum seekers coming to Australia yeah, is John, John Howard. Howard. Yeah, John Howard's wedge politics in his of norm, the uh, 90s. In yeah. his normcore, his, tra- <laughs> his norm- normcore trackies. What yep. is the fa- what do you project like what are the fashion trends we're going to see in the next- uh, are hipsters going to die out? Yes, I do think the big new the, the new version of the hipster is the geek. So that's really? that's kind of coming in now and that's going to be I mean that's things like I mean the Big Bang Theory is is the now the most watched sitcom in the world. It's, well, it's, it's on every huge. time you turn on the TV. It's huge in France, yeah. it's huge everywhere. It's oh, it's wow. a really big thing. So that's sort of geek culture and the fact that people like uh Steve Jobs are, are now sort of looked upon as as in the way that rock stars, you know, are. Mm. So I think that that's that's coming in now and that's kind of going to take over from the hipster movement a little bit and that kind of follows fits in with normcore and it's sort of a bit of a, a geek's time to shine. Wow. Do you think, like, I noticed a lot of podcast, like, what, Dollar Shave Club is the sponsor of a lot of podcasts that they, they deliver razors out once a month, you can pay for it. So you think if they're starting to get a bit of traction, does this <laughs> mean the end of the beard? To shave. The, mm. beards, the beards are coming to an end? I would quite enjoy beards coming to an end. I think the female population of Australia would quite enjoy yes. the you beards. You don't like Pashrash? No, it's not particularly comfortable, no. I'll be honest. So the beards the are going to be at the can, end. Yeah, the geek let's culture. Get rid of them. So does that mean like my? I'm into it. You're, you're into it. <laughs> I don't know. Says the man in the Transformers t-shirt and the Xbox hat. Yeah, yeah. Ryan is how, ahead how of the, the curve. Dresses. What about the character? Speaking of Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. um, Howard Wolowitz. I mean, if guys start dressing like that, I'm going to be single forever because I won't date someone who dresses that way. Shocking. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I guess it's it's yeah. Everyone has their own take on. So on you mean trend. my flash T-shirt that I had when I was fifteen? It's coming back into fashion. <laughs> I actually found I I went through a whole bunch of uh, I have to do a wardrobe clean out quite often working in fashion. I did one the other day. Came across a Star Trek T-shirt. And oh, I had wow. to think about whether to give it to the Sabos or not. And in the end, I did. I did give it away and I probably should have kept it. You cried. You, you're going to have a cry. Like, like, <laughs> like, you are a Star Trek. I am a closet Star Trek fan. It's very true. Yes. Closet a lot of people know that about me. Yes. Because yeah. I tend to tell people. Not so closet after all. Then. See, I remember I found out <laughs> a mutual friend of ours, Mr. John Robertson's like, Mark, <laughs> you'll never guess what. Emma Markovitz. She loves Star Trek. And I'm like, what? Really? It's yes. a bit of an odd dichotomy. Yes, yeah, I agree. It's, it's a, are you leading the charge to bring the geek back? Or oh, do you think I, it's a subversive thing that I'm doing myself? Is that what you're asking? Mm. Oh, I are think you that... secretly writing the Big Bang Theory? Is that why I haven't seen you around for a long time? <laughs> I wish I could retire on that. That is true. Yeah. Change, changing the fashion industry from the inside. <laughs> At some point, we'll all be wearing you know, Star Trek onesies. <laughs> oh, well, I did wear a Star Trek onesie for Christmas this year, actually. Oh, wow. I quite enjoyed that. I'm guessing that's something you didn't throw out. That's still in the No, that's throw. still in the that's yeah, yeah. That's which 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 onesie was it? Shatner was it? Kirk? Uh, was I, it? No, I was wearing the Deanna Troy from uh, the Next oh, Generation. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. The, blue, the blue one. The blue yeah, one. Blue yeah, black. that's yeah. the one. This is where Ryan's probably going to take <laughs> over the conversation. My knowledge of Star Trek is Shatner, Spock. That's about it. I think she's a, she's a classic character in the Star Trek universe because you know she's an empath and like she's sitting there going like they're in they're in danger. There's like missiles being fired at the ship and she just goes, "I'm sensing <laughs> anger." Yeah, <laughs> she's kind of the, yeah. She's the super feminine kind of relief, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Was she played by the chick who was in Becca? Is that no, the character? no, different no. series altogether, Mark. Nah, honestly, <laughs> at least honestly. I know. I knew, like, I was. That's Deep Space Nine. That's a deep. whole different one. It's so that's embarrassing. So embarrassing. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to oh, just be yeah, thankful. I didn't call it Star <laughs> Wars, Star Trek. I don't know the difference. I'll take Star Wars as well. I'll take Star Wars. I've never, I've never seen any of the Star Wars movies ever. I got a bit fangirl. I was just outside the the big sort of Lucas complex in San Francisco recently, and I did get a little bit fangirl at the time. At the at the ranch, you were at the ranch. Yeah, and I got yeah. a little excited. I, I reckon did. if I met George Lucas now, I'd say, why did you ruin what you I made know, so beautiful? Why did you, <laughs> why did you do that? <laughs> you should have left out three movies. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah. You've heard of that. Funny. I went past a bus and I saw this big building. I'm like, oh, what's that? And the guy's like, that's Lucas's. Ah, oh, that's yeah. where it is. Yeah. Didn't yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kept going. Yeah, indeed. Mind you, if it had been a Transformers museum, you know. Where is my, where's Michael Bay from? Is he? Is he from... He's the United States. Uh, well, obviously. Yeah. Cali- probably from California. California, I would guess. I'd like yeah. to ring his doorbell. I reckon he'd have a pretty elaborate doorbell. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be something. <laughs> and he wouldn't open it. It would just transform into something. <laughs> that, could... that could be a really good reality show. Just celebrity doorbells where you just knock on the door. <laughs> knock and, knock and, and run. See if you get a reaction. Like, you know, like Harrison Ford would be good. You just get the fuck off. You know, Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen my wife? You know. <laughs> you just do that every week. A new celebrity. And the whole thing is, will they answer? Will they not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compelling. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think that would work very well. To be honest, it'd be about a hundred episodes of it's you got, standing in front of a door. It'd be about two episodes before a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, come get on. off my property. You could have a spin-off show then. The lawsuit. The lawsuit. The lawsuit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Lester Diamond could be my eternity. A cavalcade, a cavalcade of celebrity witnesses against. <laughs> that could be one way yeah. to get them to appear on the show. <laughs> Subpoena. Right. Subpoena. Yeah. Judge Judy could be a, make a cameo. I think we've got yeah. a TV show there. I think that's a TV show. Yep. we just got to get you to break the law in the United States. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it would be that hard, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure when I went there, I broke several, several laws. Yeah. <laughs> several, several laws. Now, you're going to the States pretty soon? I am in uh, three days. Three days. Yes. Wow. And you're off to... Oh, sh- no, we should, in case you're stalkers. So uh, you're going to Louisiana. to the giant 
state of California. You're going to Louisiana, (laughs) Florida. It's a big state, California. Very, very big state. It is actually. It's a big state. And so you're going over there. You're going to do some gigs while you're over there? Hopefully. We'll see. Have some fun. Meet some people. Spread the word. Now, you you get to do, like, in your line of work, you get to interview a lot of different... Like, recently you interviewed Susan Proven, head of the Comedy Festival. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool, because, like, like, I've met Susan quite... I don't know much about her. I imagine you talk to comedy most of the time. Yeah, she's a pretty fascinating woman, actually. I had a great chat with her. Went way over time. And I'm sure ate into her her comedy festival organising time quite heavily. But I had a great chat with her. And it's going to be a crap festival this year. She's, no, you know what I love about most about her is how passionate she is about the festival, yeah. which I think is obviously key of any, any organiser of any event, but she really, really loves it. And the way that – I mean, she, she always, she'll say – you know, she would never ever do stand up comedy. She would, she would, she doesn't want to do it. She's, she's one of those people, and it's, it's high up there for most people, up to, you know, mm. next to fear of public speaking is next to fear of death. So, mm. but she really appreciates and she really knows good comedy. And I think that, you know, she does a really good festival every year. Oh, it's an amazing festival. If you've never been to them, if you're thinking, if you're a comedy fan, you've never been to Melbourne and you, it's feasible to do it, go check it out. Yeah, you'll see some amazing shows. And yeah, I think every major comedian has done it at some stage for like Will Anderson when he started out, started out in like a 20 seat. Yeah. Venue. Well, that's the best part about the festival is discovering people that you wouldn't have heard of. Cause obviously there's people who you've, you've heard of on TV and, and you, you can quite easily buy tickets to their show or the gala that they're in. But the best thing about the comedy festival is going to these small shows and discovering people who will be on TV in five years time. And yes. you can say, I saw them at the comedy festival. Yeah. And or yeah. alternatively seeing that show that you're just like, I can't believe I'm watching this. And you'll be talking about 10 years later. Like, <laughs> yeah, there are the, there are a few train wrecks inevitably every year, but that's also a good story for oh, you to tell. My girlfriend, over cocktails. she still laughs about it. She saw a show where the guy's closing act, it was, there were only five people watching it. He set his hair on fire. Wow, and was supposed, deliberately? Yeah. And was supposed to... He'd forgotten to fill the bucket of water to put it. So he's running around a bar. He's like, this is a really interesting. It's fascinating. But yeah, thankfully he got extended. Imagine doing that 20 20 nights over a month. The smell of human hair burning is one of the most awful smells in the world. It's kind of a one night only kind of a gig. Yeah, that's a real. Unless you had really long hair. Dedicated. Or just a week. Or a week. Or a week. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. It was a Michael Jackson impersonation, wasn't it? That's what he was doing. (laughs) Yeah, it was was Michael Jackson. I've lit my hair on fire before by accident, mind you, at a dinner party, and it is that I I can still smell it. It's it sticks in your nostrils. That smell. Was it a candle incident? It was Was a candle. I was leaning over to cut a. I do have a lot of hair. I do have a (laughs) kind of just lent over a candle and up in smoke it went. Who did did someone rush to your aid? No, well, everyone. I, I mean, look, I'd had. Perhaps a bottle of wine or so. So I was a little inebriated, and so to blow <laughs> I was kind of trying to like thrower. act cool because I thought if I act cool, maybe no one will notice that my hair is on fire. So I just clapped it out. I just kind of clapped it out on the side there with my hands, and it, thankfully it worked. Um, but I did then wake up the next morning with a whole half head of singed hair. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. did no one notice the smell around? <laughs> Look, they kind of noticed. They noticed before I noticed. Like, but in my in my drunken stupor, I kind of assumed that I was playing it cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, what's that smell? Yeah. Oh, it must be the dog, <laughs> you know the what? dead the, dog. The smoke detector went off. All hell broke loose. It, well, it wasn't as subtle as I'd hoped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guessing you didn't get a return to that, that, that house. No, alternatively, definitely got one. It was entertaining when she was here. Yeah, it's now known as, yeah, the, the night that Emma's hair lit on fire. That's yeah. what people call it. Yeah. Pretty, I, there's your festival show title. <laughs> the night my hair lit on fire. Did you get, like, you into a lot of famous. Have you ever gotten starstruck? Like, is there. 
Uh, only once did I really get – normally, I mean, yeah. So the first ever interview I did in my in my job way back when as a sort of entertainment writer was Jennifer Aniston was the first interview I ever did. And so because I think I started with her – it was it was kind of quite easy to see them as as human beings because if you kind of work your way up to that you kind of get a bit you have time to get worked up but because I was I was young and didn't really know any better and I you know it's they're just people like anyone else of course but the one person that that really sort of bowled me over and and has done to almost everyone he's ever interviewed been interviewed by is Russell Brand he yeah I was I went in I'm like I'm not gonna let him get to me he's gonna try and charm me and get me to be all blushy and I'm like I'm not it's not going to happen and inevitably within about three seconds I was blushing so yeah he he, he really knows how to work an interview like no one else ah, so there, there you go Russell if you're listening to this or one of your publicists we'd love to have you on the podcast because I want to see Ryan blush <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's too easy I'm an easy target <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'll be just like oh Russell yeah. Yeah. oh you old scampy <laughs> oh there you go well Emma thank you for coming along to Edge HQ you can be follow you on Twitter at you can at Marky Knows Best Marky Knows Best so follow her on Twitter um, don't follow her around the streets of <laughs> Chippendale that's a little bit yeah we'll, we'll put up a different picture on the, on yep, the podcast yep, great. so thank you for coming along for more information on Comedy on Edge check out comedyonedge.com or follow us on Twitter at Comedy on Edge Ryan hit the music <laughs> 